it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Thank you for tuning in to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. I'm sitting here recording a week of big news for the Hoosiers um, just throughout. I uh, just wanted to get started with a little football talk. Not usually something we do on here, but the uh, NFL draft was this week, and I figured there was a few things to mention. Lisa, which being the future of the NFL is Anthony Richardson. Welcome to the Colts. Um, I love it. Let's just take a shot. You need one of the four best in the league to win a Super Bowl now. That's just my personal opinion, unless you're the 49ers. Um, I think they could win with like the 15th best quarterback. But that being said, I love the pick. Had to take it. Max Le- or Will Levis, sorry. I, I, I can't ride with a wildcat. Just can't do it. Can't do it. And you just have to take the shot on the potential of Anthony Richardson. Chris Ballard, uh, as he was trading back time after time, I just continued to think that he was potentially just like, he's that guy who he thinks he's the smartest man in any room, but he has zero hardware to show for it. So I really hope these ones pay off. I hope this all can uh, get Anthony Richardson where his name, his game needs to get. And uh, just hope this program can get back to winning. All right, enough uh, Colts talk. Uh, just a little shout out to some Hoosiers. Now uh, nobody got drafted, unfortunately. Um, bad look for a Big Ten program. But we uh, saw a couple Hoosiers get signed very shortly after the draft concluded. We saw Jalen Williams to the Vikings, Sean Shivers to the Seahawks, Taiwan Mullen to the Chargers, and uh, my personal favorite to see, Cam Jones to the Chiefs. Uh, Best of luck to the Hoosiers in the NFL, despite not having anyone drafted. I have faith in Cam Jones uh, to find a way to represent this uh, class of Hoosiers moving forward. That guy's heart, you love it so much. It, what few shining moments this Indiana football team had this season, uh, Cam Jones was a large part of a lot of them, despite him going down with injury. Okay, on to basketball. Starting with national news, we'll we'll get to the big news. We'll get to Xavier Johnson. We will get to uh, Anthony Walker. And we'll also get to Jordan Geronimo. But uh, first off, great to see in some national news, great to see Cody Zeller get some stats. Don't look them up. Um, in Game 7, as the Heat will be taking on the New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Hoosiers in the NBA, you love to see it. Uh, you wish you saw Oladipo out there balling. Uh, prayers to him and just hope his rehab can go well. Uh, another leg injury is just the worst. And uh, just feel for him because, I mean, he's he's represented our program well in the NBA. And here's hoping he can continue to do so. In the National Transfer Portal news, we saw Hunter Dickinson uh, just go through more of his visits. Uh, looks like the names out there are Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, Georgetown. Uh, also seems to be in talks with Villanova. Nothing to really come from this, but the guys over on the uh, Eye on College Pod, ugh, the Eye on College Basketball podcast were crystal balling them to crystal balling him to either Kansas or Kentucky, and that honestly makes sense. Top dollar programs will be throwing mounds of cash his way. You had to think that those were the two schools. Maryland, I don't, I mean, God, Maryland. That'd be interesting, but I, I want to keep them in the Big Ten, but with the likes of Kansas and Kentucky, both very much in the hunt for them, 
I don't know how much of a shot Maryland would have. Other news around the Big Ten, Illinois went out there and landed a pretty substantial wing player in Quincy uh, Garrier, six foot seven wing, uh, four years in the game, two at Oregon, uh, with two prior at Syracuse. He'll bring a lot of experience to that Illinois team, and uh, at one point at Syracuse, which, I mean, is telling, was unable to find it at, at Oregon. Here's hoping that's just an Oregon thing, as we have Khalil Ware this year, but uh in his 2020-2021 uh, season, he averaged 13.7 points and 8.4 rebounds. And that was back when the ACC was good. So um, the potential is there for him. And, of course, Illinois is going to go get guys that have potential, that uh, look fa- flashy on paper. And uh, we'll see how it works out. Here's hoping it, u- it works out as it usually does. The country's second leading scorer, Jordan Dingle, entered the transfer portal uh, just this Friday. Again, you guys, names are going to be coming out non-stop until the 11th I believe and uh, Jordan Dingle is definitely one to keep an eye on here's hoping we can get in his ear um, he's one of those Ivy League uh, nerds who we have to take those numbers with a grain of salt I don't care what you tell me um, 23.4 points per game though that 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 you have to think that'll play anywhere um, he looks like he's getting the ball in the bucket but uh, that is against lesser talent Six foot three, 195. I'd love to see it. But uh, until we hear more, until we hear he has a visit, until uh, you, ju- you just got to sit back and wait, guys. Prior to Jordan Dingle entering the transfer portal, we saw the Mac Player of the Year enter the transfer portal, and that is Ray J. Dennis. Uh, 19.5 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game for Toledo, with four years of experience under his belt, two at Boise State, two at Toledo. Uh, being from Chicago, a lot of people think that Illinois seems to be the favorite. Crazier things have happened than a Chicago-born player wanting to suit up in the candy stripes. Happy birthday, Isaiah Thomas. 6'3", 195. You, ha- you would have to think that Dingle would have to be a top name that uh, Indiana should be pummeling right now. Just go get him. Um, that being said, Ray J. Dennis would be a nice nice little steal from the Illini. Uh, around the nation, we saw Caden Shedrick. Uh, to Texas, mm, no real thoughts on it. Uh, just uh, yeah, it was just a player we had our eyes on. But now that we filled out our front court, I, I honestly, good for him. Go, uh, good luck in Texas. Seems like things between him and Virginia ended pretty poorly. But uh, here's hoping he can make it work there. Sorry guys, keeping it light on the national news this week as uh, I was kind of pieced out with the family. Took a little surprise. Uh, we don't really celebrate spring break because my wife is a tax accountant. So uh, we kind of wrapped up the busy season with a little trip to Great Wolf Lodge, where I own the 10-pin uh, duck pin record on two of the four lanes. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, great time. Place held up. Went there as a kid and uh, took my girls there to de- uh, just this last weekend. And it was a great time. Place holds up. Great Wolf Lodge. Shout out. But we all know why you're here. We're here to talk Indiana basketball. So uh, let's get into the Indiana news. And it's reserved for victories on this show. But you know what? God dang it. If there's ever been a victory, it is Xavier Johnson being granted the medical waiver. He is 
been given the keys. This is Xavier Johnson's Indiana Hoosier team. All right, guys, he is coming back. We are coming back. We're coming back reloaded, restocked, and ready to go. Thank Christ it came through. (laughs) Immediately, an entire fan base can exhale. We got our guy. We got the uh, conductor. We still have plenty of we still have plenty that we need to get, but we we have the main piece now. Xavier Johnson is the most experienced point guard in the Big Ten. End of story. And if you don't think he's going to come out this season looking to just be the biggest, baddest, oldest, I mean, because he is dog in the Big Ten, I think you're out of your mind. This guy is going to take everything personal and and in the best way possible. He'll find chips in a famine. I like that line. I am so pumped that Xavier Johnson is coming back and Indiana immediately has an identity, has an edge. Xavier Johnson gives that to us. This was going to be Malik Renew's year to step up and be the front court presence. But yes, now he has Xavier Johnson, the most experienced guard in the Big Ten. Again, the most experienced guard in the Big Ten. Just stirring the drink. And if that isn't going to be the best case scenario for getting the most out of Khalil Ware, for getting the most out of Malik Renew, for getting the most out of now Anthony Walker, for getting the most out of Peyton Sparks, for getting the most out of Trey Galloway, for getting the most out of Caleb Banks. You guys, it it is all-encompassing what Xavier Johnson brings to this team. We have our primary ball handler, and we have a damn good one at that. And yeah, again, speaking to that edge, he's coming back off injury, and he's going to be looking to make every point there is to make. I, I, I just can't wait to bear witness. We are all witness. When Xavier cooks, he absolutely cooks. And here's hoping just all the that experience pays off because it usually does. Look, look who succeeds in the tournament. Experienced guards. That injury was a minor setback for a major comeback. And I can't wait to watch. We all kind of assumed that this thing was going to go through and that Xavier would be just fine. But it could have went the other way. It very well could have went the other way. Of course, we would have rioted. Of course, we would have had an uproar. But ultimately, it would have been what it was. What? Yeah. And uh, you just are so grateful to see Xavier get this chance to uh, run it back. It's Xavier's team. He He's in control. He's conducting. It's his orchestra to do with as he pleases. And I'm very glad he's leading it. And now we are talking Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker, welcome to the cause, brother. Hey, didn't light up the stat box for Miami, but man, welcome to the team. Anthony Walker provides, I mean, everyone agrees it's a depth. It's a depth move because our front court stands to be Khalil Ware and Malik Renew. That stands to be one of the most impressive front courts in the country, if you ask me. Um, has a lot to be proven but I believe that they can prove it. But with Peyton Sparks and Anthony Walker coming off the bench, if they're able to provide anything substantial, that frees up Caleb Banks to uh, try to play that three. I know that I previously wanted Jordan Geronimo to become just a dangerous three. (laughs) Um, Get into him again a little more later. Ultimately, I think Caleb Banks has what it takes to become that... uh, interior attacking that uh also just if he can develop a shot just the i think he has so much athletic ability and so much to channel 
that his his ceiling could really, really... What am I saying? If Caleb Banks is freed up to play the three, I think he could become one of the most, I mean, dominant threes defensively in the Big Ten. And then if he can develop any semblance of a shot, he has the athletic ability to penetrate defenses. I, I believe that he can develop that skill. And uh, just his uber-athletic ability just makes him absolutely dangerous. He's going to be an absolute asset, and I really would love to see that be an asset at the three, a uh, position the Hoosiers definitely need an asset at. I- I'm I'm very excited about this Anthony Walker signing. I, I, of course, I was watching highlights, but in the highlights, you saw an ability to uh, put the ball on the floor in a collision course for the bucket, and... Say what you will, but Indiana didn't have much of that this season. I honestly thought Trey might have given a little more towards the end, but uh, he, he kind of showed off an ability to do so at the opening of the season against uh, the lesser competition. Here's hoping he can develop that too. But if Anthony Walker can just uh, I mean, show them looks of that in practice so that uh, our guys can imitate that something, right? Um, I think Anthony Walker will be giving those guys good looks at practice, and that'll get the best out of... Uh, our young front court out of Khalil Ware, out of Malik Renew. Those guys, I expect to make huge gains um, physically. And I expect them to be able to throw down with the uh, Big Ten's strongest next season. But uh, to do so, that'll take some that'll take some muscle to go up against in practice. And if it's uh, A versus B, I, I like the matchups of uh, Sparks and Walker versus Ware and Renew. As much as these guys are going to be tools in our game plans against other opponents, they can be tools in each other's development. And uh, here's hoping that we get to see some of that here in this program this year. If you ask me now, we got size, we got talent, we got potential. This Indiana front court is deep. This Indiana front court can be dangerous. And uh, I like this signing. It fills a it fills a spot that Indiana needs filled. And uh, yeah, welcome to the cause again. If you want to put on the candy stripes, I'm I'm you're my guy now. For better or worse, man, I'll follow you. Maybe not for absolutely worse, but with each of these bigs that Indiana is getting, we seem to be getting faster. These guys look like they are going to be able to move. And if the Big Ten's going to be crawling into the modern day of basketball and uh, looking to compete in March, it's going to take uh, faster play. It's going to take uh, transition. It's going to take it's going to take shot making, and we need to get a shooter, but. But I, I do like this pickup with uh, two spots left to fill. This one takes that third, and uh, it just brings a defensive reliability in the front court that could uh, nicely subsidize the younger guys a bit if their development isn't like significantly apparent out of the gate. If whatever about his offensive production, yes, we need offensive production in Indiana. Anthony Walker has displayed defensive reliability in Miami, and that that earned him minutes. That earned him minutes off the bench there, and I think it could earn him minutes here. If you put on those candy stripes, you're one of my guys. Anthony Walker is now one of my guys. Welcome to the cause. I mean, but if you join my enemy's cause, I'm sorry, you're now my enemy. Segway. I am entirely grateful to Jordan Geronimo for his time as an Indiana Hoosier, and I wish him all the best. Now, if that's where you'd like to end the thoughts on Jordan, please skip ahead a few minutes because I'm going to be honest. It's I'm going to be honest and I'm going to cover a few different angles of this. Um, yes, we were on the benefiting end of just this scenario with uh, Miller Cop. I would say that's no, I mean, that has no relation on how embarrassing it was for 
Northwestern to just lose him to an interconference opponent. Jordan Geronimo heading to Maryland. Here's to a great season for him. Uh, and here's to two shitty games. I hope that Indiana crushes him. I hope that Maryland's terrible against us. Great for Jordan Geronimo, but a decision like that comes with very heavy games down the line for you. Ask Miller Cop. And I know we need to support our guys, but he took the candy stripes off. I know I know he would, didn't look to get many minutes here. He didn't whatever. But he had nothing but the fan base's support in leaving. And, and he, we would have followed him. We would have supported him anywhere he went. This is one of the 13 out of 358 teams. He couldn't go to. He, this, th- one of the 13 out of 358 teams that he couldn't go to and have us unquestionably just still stay loyal to him. If you guys don't think you have the right to be mad about that, like, you do. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's ultimately not your decision, but he, he's from New Newark, New Jersey. Like, Newark, yeah, whatever. Uh, he's from New Jersey, so I don't know how much this has to do with that. I don't think he's choosing Maryland for like their vastly more extensive offerings of engineering programs. Um, I, I don't see how anybody can cast out a shred of animosity for anybody who uh, feels like this is a crappy move on his part. Uh, Northwestern fans had every right to feel like it was a crappy move on Miller Cop's part because it was a crappy move on Miller's cop part, Miller Cop's part. He made Northwestern look like a bunch of idiots. Of course, they got the last laugh, but... That is so embarrassing. And you, if you don't think his success only stands to be a detriment to our program, you're wrong. You're just flat out wrong. If he just balls out and becomes the every bit of uber athlete that I think he can be, because I, I, if you listen to the tapes, I've only ever expressed how incredible I think Jordan Dronmo's talents are. I, it pains me that it didn't come together here. If his super athletic ability can be focused, he has such an incredibly high ceiling. And if Maryland somehow is able to exhibit the ability to get that out of him, that's a bullet they got on Woody. It is. If all the uber-athletic freaks out there are like, where do I go to develop a game? And Maryland has that on tape. And not only that, they have it on tape and from a product that was once in our program. That's absolutely a detriment to us. He could have went to any other 344 schools that aren't in the Big Ten. Again, I'm entirely grateful for the time he spent in the candy stripes. Listen to just me gush over him this entire season. Even when he's down, I'm just like, man, I just want the, I want, I want it to come out because I know he can do it because he is incredibly gifted. But long story short, his success is now our failure. And <laughs> you can say that's not it, but you guys, Maryland is somehow finding money, is finding ways to compete, and it looks like they're going to be one of those, uh, one of the ones that are looking to stick around in this age. And anything they got on us, I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want them to have anything on us. They got the title on us. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anything else. Again, Miller, whether you like it or not, he made Northwestern look like a bunch of losers when he decided, yeah, I'd rather go to IU. While it is different circumstances in that Northwestern would have done anything to keep him, would have loved to keep him, Jordan now stands to make us look like a bunch of losers that couldn't figure out his game if he puts it together. I wish him all the best, but man, man, he made it very difficult this season. And it's fair to have animosity towards that. And he signed a lease for all the smoke that is coming his way in Assembly Hall. 
There's no way around it. It just comes with the territory. He's been in the Big Ten long enough to know that that's the case. So, uh, damn, that's a big that's a big boy decision to take that on. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, Assembly Hall, uh, yeah, I, I think I think it might rain down upon him. And feel however you want to, whether or not you think that's rightfully so. All I can say is it hurts. <laughs> I wanted to support him far more than I now can. You guys, I have some news about a tweet. So according to a tweet on Thursday afternoon from Adam Zagoria at Zag's blog, he said Mackenzie Mbako plans to visit St. John's, Kansas, Indiana, and Louisville before deciding on where to go. This guy is the uh, one who just decommitted from Duke. Big time baller, six foot eight, two ten, small forward, would immediately become uh, an integral part in Indiana's offense. Could immediately be sold the position of a uh, premier scorer. Jared Morris on assembly call had uh, likened him to a more athletic Christian Watford, and I have to say I like it, the sounds of that. Jason Jordan of SI.com uh, drew a comparison to Jason Tatum, which uh, also I like uh, that. Get this guy. I mean, throw all the bags left in the reserves to get him. And then go out and find another bag. Throw that at him. And then let's go find some more bags to throw at some <laughs> at the next shooters. Let's just go. Let's just go. We'll find more money. We'll, we'll look under rocks. We'll, uh, we'll all pillage our couches, whatever it takes. Let's just get this guy. Let's go get the guys. And plenty of guys are still going to be coming out. There's still time, May 11th. But uh, this this could be big news. Now, once if he gets that Indiana visit, if it, once we get him here, do not let him leave. Like, <laughs> oh man, Kansas scares me. But do not let him leave. It's going to be a battle of Adidas schools. But man, with Louisville, Kansas, and us, here's hoping we come out on top. Let's get this win. This kid comes out as the uh, number eight overall prospect or recruit in the uh, 2023 class. Well, I'd love to have him again. I'm committed to the development of Caleb Banks. I think he can bring a lot. And uh, wouldn't it be uh, too bad to see these guys go at it for uh, starting minutes? So, hey, that was just a little bit of that Hoosier news for you. Um, right after the word from our sponsors, I'm going to be getting into just a little recap of the uh, scheduling news we heard. Quite a lot going on as Mike Woodson seems to be going out getting non-conference opponents that uh, will definitely pay off come March. Along with that, we saw the uh, home and away stands for uh, the Big Ten schedule. And we'll see who we got and uh, how often we got them uh, right after this word from our sponsor. The Often Daunted Podcast is brought to you by Kleenex Tissues. Did you guys watch that Twitter video of Anthony Richardson watching the video of his little brother talking to him about how proud he was of him and all that in the tale. It was great. And it was just great. Kleenex. Kleenex isn't a sponsor, but uh, I'm so happy that Anthony Richardson is a cult. And Xavier Johnson's back. And the Anthony Walker's a Hoosier. Just a great week, guys. Celebrate. Plenty left to do, but enjoy the wins as they come. All right, so since our last time of recording, we've gotten plenty of news regarding scheduling. We got uh, the list of home, away, and home and away opponents for the Big Ten schedule coming up. Looks like we will have a chance to beat Fran at home. Here's hoping Woody can get over the hump. Uh, we also have the advantage of facing the most likely conference favorite in Michigan State once at home. Also along with that, if Northwestern comes back and uh, 
is able to put together a respectable season, we uh, get the uh, pleasure of uh, facing them once at home. Looks like the Big Ten takes our rivalry with Illinois very seriously, as we will be only playing them at Illinois. We will be only playing Rutgers at Rutgers, which uh, that'll be a battle. It's always a battle in the rack, but uh, as far as playing them home or away, with these young guys, with this team going next year, with Xavier Johnson coming back with the edge he is, I would rather play them in the rack. I want that to be a statement win for the Hoosiers. And yeah, you can say what you will about Rutgers and where they are after how their season ended. And I still think that if this team can put together a win there, that, that'll be a, a nice feather in the cap and just, a, uh, just another sign that, hey, this team is progressing. This team, this program is moving in the right direction. We're beating Rutgers again, as we should. Our last only away opponent is going to be Michigan. So that means we will have the opportunity to break the streak at the Cole Center. And uh, here's hoping we can finally exercise that demon. Here's hoping we can finally exercise the demon of Iowa uh, as we get that shot at home. And uh, on top of just, I really think that compared to last season's schedule, I mean, rosters aren't even filled out. You can only say so much about uh, just predicting how this all shakes out just based on the uh, prestige of the programs, I'd guess, for lack of a better term, prestige. Uh, just based, I don't know, just how I think they're going to be, you guys. Water usually finds its level. Um, we're trying to get back up there, but you would have to think Wisconsin's going to be better, so that will be a tougher matchup at the Kohl Center, but uh, that means uh, just overall, home and away, we got Maryland, so we will have the opportunity to host Jordan Geronimo. And while we better not, do not be F-bombing him like those classless dorks in Evanston. Do not do that. But you can give him hell. If you guys don't think you can give him hell, you're wrong. He stands to make our program look foolish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is what it is. He could have done it anywhere else. 344 places, you guys. Again, I don't know if he's studying engineering. I don't think that's it. And if that is it, I mean, props to him for choosing them instead of Purdue, because that would have truly broke my heart. On top of uh, the on top of the conference news, Indiana also set a date with Auburn. This will be coming shortly before the uh, Jayhawks are heading to Assembly Hall. But it looks like this game in Atlanta is just going to be another opportunity for the uh, Hoosiers to show out. I mean, we need to show out in full force because uh, I have to imagine that uh, Coca-Cola is littered with Indiana grads, right? Waffle House, I'm sure. Uh, what else? Chick-fil-A. Home Depot. Uh, Delta. AT&T. I'm sure Indiana's in each and every one of those corporations. We are everywhere. We are legion. Let's show out in full force in Atlanta and uh, just continue to be a recruiting asset. This fan base is a recruiting asset. A lot of the times, yeah, people like to say we're evil, but you know what, you guys? We're, we're passionate. And honestly, I want guys who are up to the task of playing for a passionate fan base. And uh, here's just hoping that our Hoosiers can show out in Atlanta and there's a plenty of crimson around them supporting them. Yeah, just a bit of uh, scheduling news for you there. Lastly, before we get out of here, I wanted to uh, give you that Hoosier history hit. This is your Hoosier history hit. My source for this Hoosier history hit is Catherine Siebernaylor and her work Daniel Reed, the professor who saved universities. This is found on the IUB archives. And I just wanted to give a little insight behind Reed Hall. 
Uh, I figured, again, on this Hoosier uh, history hit, I just wanted to give a little background to the names you might see around campus as you're just soaking in the beautiful atmosphere that is Indiana University. Let's start with Daniel Reed, who was born in Ohio in 1805. Daniel Reed graduated from Ohio University in 1824 and went on to get a Master's of the Arts degree in 1827. While he was a lawyer, he never officially practiced, but in the 1830s, he returned to his alma mater of Ohio University and became a professor of classics, or like uh, Latin or whatever, you, I think that's what it is, and he eventually became vice president there. Following this, Reed made his way to Indiana University. There he taught these ancient languages, uh, the classics, from 1843 to 1856, and while at Indiana University, he is largely credited with saving it. Reed attended the state constitutional convention in 1850, and the university was in danger of losing its land grant. Reed went down there, raised some hell, and saved Indiana University. A few years later, in 1854, he and another professor would travel again to Washington, D.C. and petition for additional land from the federal government. Now, Reed was only at Indiana University for 13 years in total. He, shortly after his time here, went to University of Wisconsin, where he was made professor, professor, professor of mental and moral philosophy, and then became the president of the University of Missouri from 1866 to 1876. And his time there is greatly uh, applauded. He expanded University of Missouri to include an agricultural and a mechanic school. Reed largely pushed for uh, women to be able to attend university. And even more, so, even before then, he had pushed for Indiana at the time to uh, accept women into the university. While Reed had huge impact on uh, several universities, uh, his his life is marred in tragedy. Uh, his son Theodore Reed fought in the Civil War and was able to rise up the ranks all the way to brigadier general, only to die at the Battle of Appomattox. That would be in 1865, and in the very next year, 1866, his uh only remaining child, his daughter Agnes, would die, having been in poor health for a while. Twelve years later, Reed would die himself. Yep, uh, just a just a name you're going to see around the university. Uh, just wanted to give you a little background on him, give you a little backstory on the guy who uh, went down to Washington, raised some hell, and got Indiana some land. Daniel Reed, a warrior for the university. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Often Daunted Podcast. It may have been all over the place. I'm sorry. I apologize, still on a little bit of a uh, vacation brain. Uh, if you do like the show, please hit me with a subscribe, leave a review, uh, tell your friends if you aren't too embarrassed to uh, let them know you listen to the show. And uh, if you do like the show, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter, at Often Daunted. And uh, if you do have any recommendations for the show, if you want to ask any questions, uh, any topics you want me to cover, uh, feel free to reach out to me at oftendaunted at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Hoosier fans. You have yourself a great week. I'll be back here next Monday. Lux at Veritas. Welcome to the squad, Anthony Walker. Welcome back, Xavier Johnson.